Walruses or hashtag I am a walrus or Wallevers hashtag I am a Wallever that's W-A-L-L-I-E-V-E-R I'm just trying out these collective nouns folks let me know what you think hit me up on my social you're listening to episode 57 of the Speed Mentor podcast with me your host and part-time showman Gavin Wall if you know anything about me at all you'll know my affinity with the greatest showman movie and soundtrack For me, it's like no other Hollywood story that I can think of because not only does it seek to recount the amazing story of Phineas Taylor Barnum or P.T. Barnum, as most people know him, who was an American showman, businessman and founder of P.T. Barnum's Grand Travelling Museum, Menagerie, Caravan and Hippodrome. That's a a mouthful. I'm sure he he shortened that at some stage. But for those... If you don't know my connection with The Greatest Showman and are wondering what the fuck I'm doing an episode about a Hollywood movie for and a dead uh, dead circus ringmaster, well, here are a number of reasons about why I'm actually doing that. Now, number one, rarely does one story encompass so many aspects of an entrepreneurial life as that of P.T. Barnum and all of the ups and the downs, the trials and the tribulations of it all are laid bare in the movie. There's as much covered off in that two-hour movie than I managed to get through in 50 episodes of the Speed Mentor podcast. And as we know, that was no mean feat. But I suppose Hollywood has had more practice at this stuff than me. But I'm catching up and my sights are firmly set on similar levels of success. Now, number two, second reason why we should be doing this. The soundtrack is totally amazing. Uh, There's tempo rock ballads, slow tearjerkers, and everything in between. And as you'll know if you listen to the show I did about my morning routine, nearly your morning routine, um, the Greatest Showman soundtrack forms a part of that daily routine. Additionally, you know, I love nothing more than the fig leaf of an excuse to gift my beautiful singing to the world. So the Greatest Showman looks like it's a perfect canvas for me to blast some out of my singing ass. I know what you're thinking. I wonder can I nail the Jenny Lynn piece? You know it, I know it, the fucking dogs in the street know it, and it's going to happen right here in this episode, but not yet. We've a wee bit more to go first. And the third reason why I'm doing this um, episode is, I pulled off a spectacular networking event in 2018 to help inspire the new NI, as I like to call it, to greatness, all based on the Greatest Showman event, and we'll talk a little bit about that later on too. And fourthly, Another thing I wanted to get out of this episode is that there is inspiration around us everywhere. In the movies we watch, in the people we talk to, in the podcasts we listen to, well, hopefully the Speed Mentor one anyway, in the music we listen to, in the stories we watch, um, in the news we watch, but only too often we only take the negative from those. I want to help you to open your eyes to see how much positive stuff there is out there and to see how that can let you improve your life if you dare to believe in more. So what about this musical movie? Why can it in fact teach us and why should we go and watch it if we haven't already watched it? And why should we go and watch it again if we have already seen it? Now, for all of the pedants out there, just to get over yourselves before we get going, number one, I know that the movie is not totally factually correct, okay? 
just for all the pedants. Let's get that one out of the way. And number two, I'm just giving a very broad brush on the movie today to get you with the project. So don't sweat the small stuff and be open to suck the marrow from this particular bone as there's plenty of nutrients in it. Now, the story starts off with P.T. Barnum losing his job, and I'm sure we've all maybe experienced that at some stage in our lives, losing his job as a shipping clerk when the company he works for goes bankrupt. Now, this appears as disaster at first, as many things do in our daily lives, but the winners amongst us and those who aspire to be winners find the opportunity in these disasters and P.T. Barnum, in a daring risk, takes out a huge bank loan through a deception he uses, um, uh, backing off the loan against his former employer's lost ship, ships as collateral. Now, he uses... Now, that was a wee bit dodgy, and I'm not going to comment on that, but it, it's, it's, it, it works in the movie anyway. He uses the money to set up Barnum's American Museum in Manhattan, largely showcasing various wax waxwork models. Sales are initially slow, but he doesn't bury his head like so many people do because he's hungry for success. And when his children suggest that he showcases something that's alive, P.T. Barnum searches for freaks to perform. And I use that in inverted commas, okay, folks? Don't be hitting up on me uh, over that. It's just part of the show. Freaks to perform for his museum to make it come alive. When the word becomes a fantasy and you're more than you could ever be because you're dreaming with your eyes wide open. And you know you can't go back again to the world you've been living in because you're dreaming with your eyes wide open. So come alive! So come alive! Anyway, back to the story. I'm not sure that song was in the right octave for me, if I'm honest. That wasn't the best one that I can do out of the movie. I'm sure I'm sure they'll get better. Now, this new aspect with the show coming alive attracts large audiences despite protests and poor reviews from James Gordon Bennett, the journalist who founded the New York Herald. And remember, and I want to relate this back to your own lives, how often do we talk about anchors and wankers and trolls in this podcast and in my posts on social? PT didn't roll over and say, Poor me, poor me! No, the fucking legend said, I need to rebrand and remarket and change the name of his venture to Barnum Circus to better represent what the show was all about at that time. So that's a wee hint to us folks. Instead of the wee, per me, per me, there's somebody's hitting on me. Why don't you have a look at what you're actually creating and see if you're doing enough. He then decided to seek ways to develop new markets into new demographics and targeted the upper class where the wealth really lay. Now P.T. Barnum meets playwright Philip Carlyle and, and convinces him to join his venture. Well, it's intriguing, but to go would cost me greatly, so what percentage of the show would I be taking? Fair enough, you want a piece of all the action? I'd give you seven, we could shake and make it happen. I wasn't born this morning. Eighteen would be just fine. Why not go ahead and ask for me for nickels on the dime? Fifteen, I'd do eight. Twelve, maybe nine. Ten, yay! And then they shake on it and they go to the other side. Now, just remember, I don't have a full orchestra behind me, so if I missed a... <laughs> If I miss a note, a note or two there, please, please forgive me because I don't have the orchestra behind me just to keep the notes right, right all the time. I'm actually starting to think that it's my timing rather than my singing. 
which is the, the problem. Hit me up and, and let me know your thoughts. Maybe there's a good um, singing coach out there who, who wants to come. Maybe we could do a podcast episode with me getting uh, some singing lessons. But I, I really am starting to think that's the timing. I, I've got more difficulty with the, t- the timing than, than, the, than the notes, pardon me. Philip Carlyle f- falls in love at first sight uh, with the African-American trapeze artist Anne Wheeler, but he tells no one as it would, be, would have been frowned upon in certain circles at that time, 150 years ago. Now, during a trip to England, Philip arranges for P.T. Barnum to meet Queen Victoria. And there's a funny scene in the movie about that. Now, during the visit, P.T. Barnum meets the angel or the angelic-voiced Swedish singer Jenny Lind. Oh, and isn't she lovely in the movie, folks? And immediately convinces her to return to America with him, where he'll manage her. Now, I said manage her, not marry her. Manage her. Lynn's first American performance is a box office smash as the audience is blown away with it. All the shine of a thousand diamonds, all the stars we steal from the night sky will never be enough, never be enough. Towers of gold are still too little, these hands could hold the world but it'll never be enough, never be enough. For me, never, 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 for me, never enough, never enough, never enough, never enough for me, for me, for me, for me. What do you think about that, folks? Do you think the pink cover version that she did of it was as good as my one? Hit me up and let me know. On my social channels, now Parnham starts to move in different circles, in aristocratic ones, forgetting about his original freaks or his troupe from his show as he advises them to work on tonight's show. Now dejected, they decide to stand against their local harassers, who P.T. Barnum wasn't really helping them with. Now Barnum then goes on a US tour with Lind, leaving his wife Charity isolated and lonely as she stays at home with her daughters. Now on the tour... Lind in the movie anyway, I don't know if this happened in real life, Lind falls in love with Barnum, whilst perhaps tempted, P.T. Barnum, our fucking hero, refuses his, her advances. She then threatens to quit, orchestrating the kiss from him at the end of her last show, which is photographed by the press. Now, Barnum returns home to a shitstorm, his marriage is in ruins due to the orchestrated kiss, and his circus is on fire caused by a fire, a fight between the vigilantes and the performers who didn't like the circus. Now, does our hero give up? Do you think our hero gives up? Does he fuck? He's the hero of the story, just like you can be the hero of your own fucking life. But hold on a minute. That's not the end of what he loses. He then loses the family home as well to the banks as they foreclose him. Surely it's time to give up now. Fuck away off. Would you give up at that stage? Would you have given up if you'd lost your business, your friends, your family, your wife, your children? Everything. Would you give up? Answer that honestly and you'll work out the difference between those who ultimately achieve greatest greatness and those who don't. But if you're listening to the Speed Mentor podcast, I know you want to achieve that greatness. So as long as you're listening to the Speed Mentor You'll never, ever give up and I will be here for you each and every single day to support you. Don't you forget about that. I'm not going to go into 
Um, that other wee Scottish band. Don't you forget about me. Sorry, I'm not going to bastardise this episode. So, tighten up your safety harness and let's go again with P.T. Barnum and with your P.T. for your P.D. Do you see what I did there? That was actually genius. P.T. Barnum and the personal trainer for your P.T. Anyway, this is where the important stuff happens, folks. P.T. thinks long and hard about his selfishness, his selfishness, his self, his selfishness, his weaknesses, but he doesn't go looking for scapegoats. He doesn't blame the mob. He doesn't blame the journalist. He doesn't blame Lind. He doesn't blame the bank. No, he sucks up and realises that it was his own weakness that brought him to exactly where he was with absolutely nothing. But critically, he has touched enough people with his energy, his desire, his vision, that when his troop find him in a local bar, they take him to their bosom and they let him know that they still consider themselves as a big family. This is all the inspiration an amazing leader and entrepreneur needs to let go of feeling sorry for himself. These eyes will not be blinded by the lights from now on. What's waited till tomorrow starts tonight. It starts tonight. Let this promise in me start like an anthem in my heart from now on. From thy own, from thy own. Now Barnum resolves to start a new show and tracks down his wife and they mend the relationship. The love is back in the air, folks. Faced with financial ruin, P.T. Barnum partners up in a full partnership with Philip Carlyle. As I always tell you folks in these episodes, there's plenty of money about. You just have to work out how to attract it to yourselves just like P.T. Barnum did. They rebuild the circus into an open-air tent down by the docks and the show is a triumphant and magnificent success and the film ends on my favourite part where P.T. Barnum leverages his time through the succession planning he's engaged in with Philip as Philip takes over and the day-to-day running and P.T. Barnum spends some extra time with his beautiful family. What a beautiful end. Sorry if that's a spoiler. I should have given you a spoiler alert before I headed into that bit if you haven't seen the movie already. Now, there are so so many amazing things for us to learn from in this movie. He started from humble beginnings, but he had a dream. He found a way to make that dream happen when he faced adversity and lost his job through a risky, even a dishonest bank loan. He created followers due to his huge vision, his energy and his leadership. He was trolled and mocked by those who didn't believe in his vision nor in his band of misfits. But he tore it all down. But he helped the misfits believe in themselves. He tore down those trolls. He tore down um, the people who mocked him. And his misfits believed in themselves. And he gave them a purpose. A place in society that they were lacking before. So they supported them through the tough times. Maybe that's a wee bit like the $2 people stuff that was going on. In the Anchors and Wankers sequel episode a couple of weeks ago. Now he knew he could not do it alone so he brought a partner in to shoulder some of the burden. This partner brought access to wealth and influence that he didn't have on his own. They were complementary skills so think about that as you partner up with people out there in the real world folks. He was selfish and fell from his pedestal but learnt the humility to accept his shortcomings. He didn't blame his fall on others and that's why he made it back. He lost everything but built it back stronger including his relationship with his family. And by the end, 
Oh, I've already ruined the end already. In any event, he rode off into the sunset on an elephant with his family as a succession plan kicked in and Philip Carlyle took the reins of the amazing business and legacy he left behind. What an amazing journey. I was so inspired by it all that I decided to create a unique networking event in Belfast last year when I set the challenge um, to myself to get 200 entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs to come to sing along and dance along with a version of the movie, with a sing-along version of the movie in fancy dress and then do a networking event afterwards like networking events had never been done before and all for two amazing charities, Northern Ireland Children's Hospice and uh, PIPS, Suicide Awareness. Now, I asked the best defence organisers in Northern Ireland how I could go about it and they said it's impossible. You can never persuade 200 people from Northern Ireland to come to such a unique event it would be far too uncomfortable for them to metaphorically strip down bare naked and sing and dance with, with strangers sober. Now, my best bet was to give away all the tickets to pull it off and then do the same event the next year after showing that it could be done. But I told them to fuck away off. The event was for charity and there would be no tickets given away for free. And we delivered it with bells on. I don't think there's a person who went to the Greatest Showman event that I did who didn't believe it was the greatest event they'd ever been to. And the mindsets that were changed forever from that single event left a huge legacy across the new NI, which we can still see today in all of my social channels. Now, i leave you with a flog I did in my car um, in a slightly tired and slightly emotional state from a Gavin Wall, your speed mentor, at 3am after the event was over to celebrate our collective achievement. Um, that was my own little Barnum's circus with me as the ringmaster, utilising some of the lessons I'd learnt from the greatest showman. And I'd been up, I think, for about 40 hours or something crazy like that at that stage whenever I left that wee message. So bear with me as I, I spill out all the good stuff, folks. So hit me up on my social channels or website if you want to lead a life of greatness just like P.T. Barnum and the Speed Mentor will show you how. But as ever, it's your choice. And now over to Gavin with his little message after the Greatest Showman event. Just completed the first ever The Greatest Showman and people said it couldn't be done but we did it. 200 people dancing their asses off singing their voices off stripping down all the inhibitions connecting getting to know each other better making new friendships encouraging each other helping each other to grow to get outside their comfort zones and to really try and make a difference to Northern Ireland. To add the 1% back in tonight that the Nolan Show will no doubt take out tomorrow morning. And we did it. They said they couldn't do it. And we did. And the electricity, the energy that was created tonight was absolutely incredible. So for all the people who thought about going but didn't quite go this time, we'll do it again. Because there's 200 people that are going to be going out there tomorrow and they're going to be talking about a new movement that we're creating in Northern Ireland. A new energy, a new buzz. Never mind what the useless politicians do. We can make a difference ourselves to create a different destiny for ourselves. I just want to thank the, the two amazing charities, Northern Ireland Children's Hospice and uh, PIPS Suicide Awareness, who are, are both very, very close to my heart and for the support and help that they give. And I have driven this so freaking hard. I have worked so hard to try and make sure my target of £5,000 was hit. 
between the charities. And ultimately, I think we'll have done that. Even though we're only 25 quid ahead and there was food, drinks, cinema, all sorts of stuff involved there, I still think that we've driven it that hard that we'll reach our target. So next time, you know what to do. So next time I DM, DM you to go to a Greatest Showman or some other event, um, make sure you reply and say, Gavin, thanks very much. I now know that it can be done. I have faith that you can deliver it. I know that we're going to have a brilliant time and we're going to collect a load of money for charity and we're going to have the crack and connect and do a lot of business together as well. I'm going to be there for you, okay? Don't forget that. And I just want to thank, finally, I want to thank my team at the Wall Group for giving me all the support whilst I've been putting all this together because a lot of my time has been spent doing that. And I also want to thank my beautiful wife who basically at four o'clock this morning when I was still DMing, trying to get more people signed up, she said to me, if you do another one of those, you'll be out of the house. So thank you for Jago, to Jago Communications who have said that they are going to do the PR for the next event that we do, just to take the pressure off me and so that we can keep the ball rolling and, and keep this type of thing going. All right, over and out, folks. I'm a man on a mission.